and welcome back to Try Not to Die. I'm your DM, your devout magistrate, Noah Prito, and I'm here with not just our lone hero. No longer lone. No baby. longer lone. Mm -hmm. uh, Lisa Condemi, aka. Uh, sorry. You're what such was your actor's name again? <laughs> Did I steal yours? <laughs> I knew it! I told you before we went we on the We don't believe you! Oh, we had You're this cheating and lying. This old thing off my. Oh the, my god. I, okay, the sorry, levels are destroyed. Ashley Goodman, aka Brigid. What was your name again? <laughs> Uh, a classic reference ass. to the passive aggressive way to ask someone their name. <laughs> well, I think that's All a right, wonderful no, I'll do, I got my own. Okay, Okay, ready? you got a new one? Ashley Goodwin, a.k.a. Brigid. You cheated on me and that's for that. Now, oops. That's also good. Uh, that is a reference to the afterlife. Please sign up. To, <laughs> if to, you want to be pressing, <laughs> hit him up style a bunch of just times. Just more and more exclusive every just, episode. Just listen to Blue Cantrell's hit him up style and you'll understand. You'll, you'll know. You'll know. Finish listening to it and then let's start the recap. Last time, we found ourselves not in the capital of the Empire, but in the jungles of the Veridantes, far to the south. There we met the elven druid, Brigid. One name, like Madonna, who had just been charged by her mother, High Priestess Cardamon Wildspice, to find her quote-unquote uncle, High Priest Moss Peacewillow, and give him a bag of gems to pay off the government um, since they had raised the taxes on the church. With a use of transport via plants, Brigid walked through the Arbor Segurta, exiting into the haven tree of the Temple of the Wild. There she met Rugula Rabbi, aka Rugs, an acolyte of Sylvanus, who let our hero know that her uncle had actually gone missing four days prior. Apparently, after meeting with a half-orc named Bree Sunday night, he failed to appear at the morning's sermon. Wasting no time, Brigid followed a Succubus. lead... <laughs> Succubus! Wasting no time, Brigid followed that lead south, first, of course, stopping to tell two pigeons to go tell her mom the situation, heading down to the drunken Drake. Yeah, Frankie and Jacob. What about Frankie them? and Jacob. Hey, he's hoping they live through that several hundred mile flight. Listen, we looked it up. Pigeons can fly a long time, okay? That's why they had carrier pigeons. It's true. It's on air in the last episode. I believe I did not cut it. That, <laughs> that they can fly 60 miles an hour for 600 miles. So, meanwhile, in the drunken Drake, Zola briefly met up with Smite to let him know that she had spoken with Limburger last night and things weren't looking good. He again offered to take a swing at the rock, but when Zola refused, he respected her choice and let her know that if she didn't have a plan, the consequences would probably be falling on her shoulders. But he would have her back. Zola left, picking up some breakfast before making her way to Marfin's using the rail. And both our heroes got a little taste of the city. Zola witnessed the performance of a tiefling busker named Sleepless Softva, which is spelled Soft Vox, for anyone who's wondering, uh, while Brigitte had a little dance party with some early rising bachelorettes who had begun their celebrations in the morning. Yes, girls, <laughs> uh, yes. After giving her the deeds to a sweet party, 69 down on me straight, apartment six, the gaggle of gals left the train and Brigitte spotted the half orc that looked suspiciously like the individual rugs had described. Pursuing her out on the rail, the druid trailed our wizard fighter to the Bullion Bazaar, where, thanks to a nat 20 perception check, Zola clocked their pursuer. The two got off on the wrong foot, Brigid even accidentally releasing the all-fire briefly in a fit of passion, but after a bit of chatting, realizing that it was essential for them to work together, they decided to team up to find Brigid's missing uncle and all of those who have gone missing in the city. Knowing that it was on her list and potentially a means to an end, Zola led Brigid to Marfin so they could pick up some supplies, exchange some diamonds, and learn what their next step could be. Inside, Marfin met the two, and using his ability to scry on his magnificent magical map, 
globe, Marfin found that Moss was being kept deep below the city in a stone chamber where a number of other individuals were. He's probably just bowling. Yeah, it's a bowling alley. <laughs> it's I think I said underground that. Underground bowling alley. Underground he's bowling going alley. spelunking, actually. So he's on a, he's on a so solo scary. Oh, did I not tell you about my cave? You <laughs> have to tell someone when you're going spelunking. Someone needs to know where you are. That's how people disappear off trail. Didn't you see James Franco's 127 hours? Didn't you see 47 meters down uncaged? <laughs> <sighs> Didn't you see? Hey, late. Sorry. <laughs> Though Brigid immediately wanted to leave, Marfin and Zola convinced her that they should prepare a bit more before heading on such a perilous journey. While Brigid went out to pick up supplies and destroy Marfin's business with a coupon code, Zola <laughs> learned that Marfin's experiments with the clone spell were a success, in that he could now cast the spell, but unsuccessful in explaining what the Empire was actually up to. Given the nature of the clone spell and the time and cost of components, forming an eternal army using this method wouldn't be economical or logical. However, given Zola's experience with the robot, the two hypothesized that it's possible for the Empire and its vast network, including the technical minds of the Tinkerers of Gigglevale, they could learn enough methods to sort of reverse engineer a spell or create something new to form this promised military force. Zola then revealed the crown to the wizard, explaining the circumstances of her acquisition of it, and with the use of the Identify spell, the two learned that it was actually the spellcasting focus of the long-dead gold dragon of Emeralia, Elithia, likely taken from her during the first dragon war by the dragon king, Anakra, Deathmonger. Tabling that for now so Marfin could do some more research, the conversation got a bit darker. Let's table Let's this. dive table even deeper, crown. but in a different direction. Well, let's go darker, but on a different path, yes. Um, and so you guys switched over to the subject of trick. Heading through a door, the two walked out onto a dirt path leading through a grassy field to a cottage overlooking a vast sparkling lake. Heading inside, Marfin led Zola to the back porch where they found Trick sleeping in a chair. Upon their entering, she sort of awoke, more, more like a sort of um, stasis, less than asleep. Um, she awoke and regarded the two with curiosity. Something was different. The two talked for a moment, revealing that Trick clearly did not remember who she was or what had happened. Baby's first botched resurrection. ro raggy The memories of the past <laughs> life. That's my new catchphrase, and I'm allowed to use it. Um, um, no, you're not, copyright-wise. So. Uh, the memories of their past life were gone. So stop doing it we'll at turn home. you in. <laughs> Guys! <laughs> they're getting them on me! Um, <laughs> so all these memories were gone. Uh, that is until Zola brought up Bobby, Trick's <laughs> raccoon familiar, which brutal. triggered a wave of memory and emotion that overwhelmed the changeling so much so that Marfin had to use the calm emotion spell just to pacify them. After a quick use of modify memory to erase that quick trauma that had surfaced, the two left the cabin to head back to Marfin's, shaken by the unusual experience. Oh, it's so sad. It's and like Trick has Alzheimer's or something. Yeah, yeah it's like sad. literally old yeller status. It's a big, it's big amnesia mood. Uh, and but that is where we are right now. Leaving Trick resting in the back porch, the two of you hurry out of this cottage back onto the dirt path leading through this kind of grassy meadow up to a simple wooden door that's like seemingly leading to nowhere. Of the things I had of tricks, I know I got um, uh, their uh, personal affects. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that like I would have of theirs that's not like, um, like a powerful item, like not like a potion or anything? Is there anything I have of theirs that was like something that they were seemingly keeping for... Um, sentimentality's sake like uh, any kind of mock it or yeah something something like that 
Honestly, no. Which okay. is a little telling about Trick's life. Um, the biggest thing maybe would be the daggers. You know, I okay. think they were like plus one daggers. That would be probably the only thing that is the least powerful magical item that you acquired that could be something that they would have a connection to. There was a feather in their hat, right? That is correct. Can I take the... I have my bag of holding on me, right? Yeah. And I, I mean, we never said that you gave the whole outfit over. So yeah. maybe the hat is in the bag of holding. Okay. I would like to take the feather out and just as, as Marfin and I are walking away, I just leave the feather at the at the base of Trick's chair. Okay. Um, give me just, give me a sleight of hand check. Okay. 18. Okay. Straight. You quickly kind of slip into the bag and pluck this feather. The bag of holding basically works like an automatic kind like of telling machine. Yeah, you basically ask for it and you pull out the feather, kind of slipping it behind the chair as they um, kind of go back to that strange silent stasis. Also, give me a, give me a perception or insight check. Okay. As you're walking out the door. Right. Four. Nothing of note um, piques your interest as of right now. Mm. Um, I have no true insight into the situation. <laughs> Marfin nods. Uh, <laughs> the two of you has speaking been, out loud. Speaking out loud. Mm. Uh, I can tell. I have no insight. Um, <laughs> What's that mean? As you're walking um, down this dirt path towards this literal like wooden door just set into space, uh, Marfin kind of silently hurries forward, opening and ushering you inside before turning and snapping his fingers so it quickly shuts and then locks. Um, when you look back, the door is gone. You now stand again in the back room, the lounge, sort of, um, the crackling fire still going. The um, It looks, you know, as you left it. All right, now I'll take that oat milk. Ye- really? An o- okay, you know what? Sure. Um, <laughs> I need a drink. I'll have an oat milk on the run. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing, but regarding a drink, I'm going to have something different. You know what? Maybe I'll have a white Russian. Uh, so he goes over <laughs> oh, to the... oat milk white, white Russian. Russian a vegan white Russian. Um, so heads over to the cart, um, conjures up some oat milk because he's not going to keep that in the open. It's This is an opened bottle. He has to be refrigerated, to be refrigerated yeah, yeah. once opened. Um, so he conjures Shake that up. Shake it up good. Shakes it up really, really well. And this is the first time you've seen him manually make a drink. So clearly <laughs> Marvin is a little shaken as well. Um, but not stirred. Uh, he shakes Takes the oat milk, boo, um, pours it into a nice glass for you, um, goes and manually makes himself some sort of cocktail with these like dark looking liqueurs. He takes a long sip of it before walking over and taking a seat at one of the couches before the fire. And that's when a changeling bursts through the door. Boss, boss, all the things that go in, that go in like hotcakes, we're not making any money, boss. No, no quickly. <laughs> Only because you said changeling. If you had said quickling, I would have I would have kept that. Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, that's what no, happens. Man. That's what happens. Canon things can happen, but you got to get it right. Um, um, well, I think that um, Brigid might be um, selling uh, your stuff for a discount out there, so we should probably make this quick. A quickling burst. <laughs> <laughs> This is why we don't have guests, Lisa. No, I'm just uh, um, you asked her. <laughs> that's very true. I begged her, actually. Um, you guys are... He, he takes a moment. He finishes his drink. They've been like this ever since I brought them back. Um, Flash is a memory. Panic. Clearly in deep distress. Um, they are traumatized. They were killed, so... Right. Um, you know, it's, it's, not of, it's not of my business. I don't want to dig into anything yeah no um, it's but okay what's up do you 
would there be a reason why coming back would be bad for this individual? I just have to check. I mean, it's obviously too, oh. it's too late. I'm not going to do, I'm not going to go kill um, them. But yeah. uh, I just want to check, you know, I, I'm probably, they're going to be like this for a few days. Right. Um, yeah, um, I guess they, I overheard some things. I think that they were a little bit um on the run. I think that maybe uh, they were kind of intertwined with uh, the Omni Malum and some of their work. Mm. And so I believe that Trick was, um, I don't know if they have like some dirt on Trick or if maybe Trick just like n- never was much of an anybody except for doing work for them. I think that maybe uh, they just don't have much of an independent life without being taken care of, but also treated like a servant, if that makes sense. Huh. Um, give me an insight check. Okay. I'm so good at these, so it should be fine. Eleven. Eleven. How, how exciting. 10, baby. <laughs> um, Marfin, um, when you said Omni Malu, Marfin kind of an eyebrow got raised. Mm. Um, but he kind of, he moves beyond that, having taken this information. He, mm-hmm. he nods, well, I'm going to do my best to bring them back to you know, the most comfortable version of themselves. And gotcha. I'll keep you updated. This, the the Ray's dead spell is the closest thing to resurrection a wizard can learn, but bringing someone's soul back to their body is no easy feat, nor is it something that the gods take kindly to. Oh. So I, I avoid casting it at all costs. And right. it's both because Except it's, for when a teenager asks you, right? Right. Yeah. Given the context, from what I read, I mean, the two big things here are, one, I, I get an understanding of your situation, Zola. Mm. I, based on what you've told me, it seemed, it seemed like a favor I could do for you. Okay. This all being said, it's... It's, I don't even, I, the reason why I did it is because it's not even so much of a favor. I mean, you saw them. I don't know if they'll ever be who they were. Yeah. I don't know if they'll ever learn who they are fully. I don't know if it's, sometimes the spell doesn't work at all, and other times they come back like that, reborn. Do you think I'm doing the wrong thing here? Like, would it just be kinder to, like, kill them? Well, you know, I didn't major in philosophy, so I'm not going to make any sort of judgment call. But what All I right. will say is that now that the call has been made, we have an obligation to make sure that the next steps are the right steps. So I'll do my best to help out this individual um, and you know, check in in a few days. Is there any kind of – I know there are a lot of spells to, like, hurt someone's mind – and there are a lot of spells to heal someone's body. Are there any spells to heal someone's mind? Like, what's the opposite of mind sliver? You know, like, what what puts someone back together? What helps them feel good? It's hard to say, honestly. And, and this actually points out a pretty big hole in the arcane, which is that wizards, we have, you know, there's spells that can be buffs. There's, but a lot of our spells are damage and or like an effect on others that isn't necessarily always positive so I, if it's I, positive it's temporary exactly so i'll i'll do some research i'll see what i can find um 
we'll see. It's it's hard to know if they'll ever be who they once were, or if you know they'll remember parts of their story. But well, here's here's hoping that this sequel to their story is better than the original. There's just one more thing, which is just that I was just thinking I have cast a spell on them before. It's kind of a weird spell. It's called heroism. Have you heard of it? Yes, I'm familiar with heroism. It's like a small healing spell, but it imbues the the bespelled with bravery. Maybe if there's a moment where Trick is facing their their fears and their memories, maybe we can use that spell at just the right time to like help them help them get through those thoughts. Spell Does that make any therapy. sense? This is a fascinating concept. <laughs> I am going... Uh, my plate is quite full. You see, his uh, golden eyes gleam a little bit. You're like, this guy's going to run with this. It's like um, with all the math equations. <laughs> but instead of looking stressed, it's like a big grin. Like, yes, the math. Um, you know what? I'll, I'll do some more research. I already okay. have, as you know, I've got some things I need to touch up on for the with um, the Tinkerers and Giggleville. So I should probably go try and break Moss Peace Willow out of prison or whatever he's in whatever war camp he's being held in right now yes i I wish you the best of luck moss is a great individual he's a vital member of the community especially in the worship district Mm so you know keep me posted you have the you have the store's number on your speaking stone feel free to give me a call i won't necessarily be able to hop in but if you tell me what's going on at least maybe i can best prepare your arrival back it's okay i think we'll have backup good well, let's get back to your friend. I don't, I don't you know, I'm sure they're a little yeah. overwhelmed out there. Thanks, Marfin. Um, of course. And also, um, just, I came into some money, and I would like to settle my debts with you. Sure. Oh, right, you have a debt with me. Um, <laughs> yes, you owe me a sum. Marfin just, I... just likes Zola as a person <laughs> a lot. Honestly, and, uh, fast friends. We this, do anything for you. <laughs> all you need to know about Marfin is that life and adventure is the biggest reward, especially now that he's so fucking wealthy. Um, All right. I painstakingly count out 1,800 gold in front of Marfin and wow, hand it over Wow, you owed me this. I mean, of course. Mm-hmm. Thank this you for paying your debt. Minus the basilisk egg, and then we added the e- resurrection out. situation. Yep, yeah. yep. Yes, that's okay. okay. Well, thank you so much. Um, you're, you're welcome to, if you're ever looking for work, feel free to come back. But Thanks. But your debt is settled. Now let's go meet your friend. Okay. Um, the two of you walk out of the luxury lounge behind the store. Wow, you sold a lot. Yeah, you see, exit, exit <laughs> to see Quicklings zipping around to various customers who are all carrying piles of merchandise. Um, some are leaving, excitedly chatting with each other with these huge bags. Others are like lined up in the front. The Quicklings look super overwhelmed. So one of them shoots a anxious look at Marfin. Wow, business is booming. I've got to get back to work. But if you again. Let me know how things go. I'll be Will here, do. and I'll keep you posted on the old uh, robot situation. Thanks, Marfin. Um, let me go check that register. He <laughs> heads behind the storefront. Uh, Brandon, uh, you see them exit. I'm waiting at. I'm waiting outside, just like those people watching, waiting for you. I have a very small bag of items that I've purchased. Um, <laughs> um, speaking of which, what what did you get? While you I were bought there? five healing potions, greater healing potions. Excellent. And I paid twenty five each for them. Those are regular healing potions. Yeah, regular. Right? So greater would be 50 each. Um, but you know what? 
we're just gonna say in the chaos of what the fuck you caused in Marfin's store, these we got away with Grainer for twenty five. You were like, what are those? What are those regular healing? And you were like, yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, I don't they're really healing know. potions. That's what I thought. <laughs> um, so you, um, Zola, you walk past these like crazed people running through trying to take as much as they can before Marfin realizes what's going on, um, and you exit out onto the streets of <laughs> hear the Goldmine District. Zola, <laughs> wait a minute. They're not supposed to have that coupon code. <laughs> um, you exit out into the streets. It is now we are. It's like we're getting to be around 10 a.m., 11 a.m. So the city is busy. It is active. And you are in the gold mine district. There are so many different types of people here. Merchants, uh, tourists, and, you know, regular workers. Is this where the festival is going to be? Is near the bazaar? That is correct. The okay. festival will be set up mainly in the gold mine district. So they're probably already setting, setting up, tents. up tents and stuff. Yes, there is space. Look at you two. We got eyes on tents. We got, <laughs> you, perception, you got eyes on tents? Give me a perception check for tents. Give me a perception check of did you grow up in a small town in Long Island or Connecticut? Yes. Yes. Uh, so you, yeah, you see that in general, it's mostly space being cleared. The, the streets themselves are so well kept that there's not, there's not like decorations being put up per se, but clearly space is being made clearly there is a lot of excitement and you actually notice that there are some people who have arrived early naturally and are setting up their own tents you see something that's like um prado from meadowmead you see various kind of little venues that are like this is like you're like oh my god that's a specialty like gnomish delicacy from Gigglevale. like all these things are finally coming in um give me a perception check zola Nothing of note. See, you. Here's what I'll say. You look through. You don't see your dad. Great. But you know that's it. That could be you just not finding him. That could be you having you know like him having not arrived, or it could you know like you know he maybe he's not coming. You're not really sure. None of the um, tents are open and selling it, right? No, it's all okay. set up right now for sure. Right. You see people I, like unpacking boxes. I glance at the meadow mead tent and I make a mental note that I would like to buy a little bottle for Cicero's when they're open. Mm, so cute. <laughs> I love... You never forget your first time. <laughs> you never forget your second, <laughs> first second time. Your second first time. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you guys have probably... Um, I mean, the only literal plan you guys had was, like, go meet with Smite and, like, be like, hey, oh, yeah. jump in on this. So, so I, you have the day. I probably fell you in with that a little bit. I'm like, so I know this guy. He's kind of, um, he's he's cool. He, you know, he's pretty cool. Like, mm -hmm. he's not a guard is what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. And maybe he can help us um, come with us tonight, maybe, if, if he's not busy uh, to help us with Moss. Because I'm scared if you and I Do just you trust go. him? Oh, a hundred percent. I have trusted him with so much. Oh, hey, Stilton, you're yeah. here. Pops out of your pocket. Uh, Stilton's a really good judge of character. Okay. Nods. Okay. I am. <laughs> In your head. He helps a lot of the same people that Moss Peacefellow helps. Like, okay. people who the city doesn't really help. Someone who my uncle would admire. Yeah, exactly. Um. So you guys have... You know that What's most his likely... Name? Uh, his name is Smite. Oh, Smite. Cool. Does he have any other names? Kind of like you have two names? 
Um, it's so funny, Brigid has never. Like, the only person you know who has a name is your mother, Cardamon Wildspice. Everyone else usually doesn't necessarily go by a full name. <laughs> so, <laughs> truly mind blowing. Yeah, he calls himself Land Scorcher, but that's kind of like a. Cause he's Land like Scorcher? A, a thief, uh, a criminal. <laughs> wow, that sounds, that sounds like what I do in the jungles. I. I use my power as as the keeper of the Allfire to to level old jungle so oh, that Oh, like a can, controlled burn? Yeah, to make way for more new growth and new life. This That's, guy's an uncontrolled burn for sure. Still and not We'll have to we'll have to deal with that. We'll have to stop that. <laughs> still not this I guy's on That doesn't sound safe. I would encourage you to deal with him. Yeah. <laughs> um you At first I was excited and now I'm concerned. A little nervous now. <laughs> Um, so you guys, again, you have the whole day. If there's anything you want to do, you're welcome to do it. If not, we can kind of say that you, we could just, you know, essentially fast travel, have you guys either walk or take the subway, deal with that, and then, you know, you'll meet with Smite when he is ready to meet. I think we should... I, I really enjoyed taking um, the underground tree trunks. Yeah, let's grab another one. There, it's like roots <laughs> no that that's go throughout their, your your home. Yeah, or kind of like a big metal snake. Yeah, Ugh, it's 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 crazy how life life imitates transportation. <laughs> <laughs> that is the famed saying. Yes, um, the two of you head towards the closest rail um, station, which there is one very very close. Given you're in the gold mine district, um, you head down to this kind of large grand central-esque space with these huge pillars you see people are like you know uh, like some people there's like someone there's a busker like dancing and like singing there's like all sorts of different kind of <laughs> there's all sorts of things happening right now um but you guys you know head forward you take you pay the two silver each and head down into the subway um are you he you're heading to the drunken drink yeah okay um i need we're gonna since you're both on the same train but i do not want to deny um, you both can oh, roll. We can both roll. You can both roll Ooh, a d20, and I will select. Especially since at this point you've hit a bunch of them, you might yeah. get a normal ride or a repeat. 14. 14 you already had. Mm -hmm. So, And I think 11 you did, but um, I think there's a new one now. Nice. Oh, that's convenient for you. It is very convenient <laughs> for me. Oh, my God. It's not a new one. But Should we roll again, then? Uh, it's Let's up to you. It's, yeah, why not? Yeah. Let's roll till we get something new. It's a good one. I'll say that. 12. Four. Very fun. Okay, I actually want you guys to choose. Would you Very prefer fun. Um, four or uh, 12, was it? Yeah. Which would you prefer? Let's go with Ashley's. Go with 12? Yeah. So you guys head down onto the platform, and within moments, you begin to hear the familiar hum and buzz of the rail, um, which, uh, Brigid, you're still getting a little used to, so you do, like, whip your head around as you see the light coming through. I think it's through. like a, a flood on, on its way, and I'm getting ready. Yeah, I you're so used to the flash those, floods. I grab one of those little maps that have, like, the whole subway lines, and I hand it to Brigid. Here, just in case we get separated, you can just... They see the little dots or the stops, and you can okay. find your way back to me. Here's where the drunken Drake is. I totally get this. <laughs> I've seen maps before, for sure. I have. Um, so <laughs> I do maps all the time. I do maps. Um, so oh, you guys, so you're a cartographer. Incredible. Yeah, yeah I make maps. Eventually, I the, use a compass. <laughs> the train slows and stops. The doors open. You hear the familiar trill and stand clear of the closing doors. As you guys enter in. Sitting or standing, what are we feeling? I want to sit this time. 
because I didn't get a chance to last time. It's op- It's more open, too, I'll now. sit, too, knowing that we're probably going to get into some shit tonight. I'm like, let me rest my knees now. <laughs> <laughs> these, these old knees, I gotta rest them. <laughs> um, you take a sit. You take a seat, rather, um, and things go by pretty smoothly. Next stop comes, the doors open, and you see a gnomish woman walks in wearing a little chef's outfit, wheeling a cart of fried little balls and mm. paper bags like mini donuts rolled with different spices and sugars mm-hmm. she begins to speak in different languages kind of looping into common occasionally so you hear no nuts get your no nuts three copper for five some people you know are like you know just minding their own business others um you know take out a few copper and hand it to her she My passes them rebels. this little bag um she Do you want a no nut you want to uh, split some? I haven't eaten breakfast. I was going to get something with my uncle. But. Oh, no. I would give you some of these dumplings, but again, they don't keep their poison now. Is this bre- <laughs> just a mush is, in your Is bag. this breakfast? <laughs> um, yeah, the fun thing about uh, the Aurelian Empire is you can eat sweet stuff or savory stuff for breakfast. Wow, what an amazing culture. I'm so glad to be here. <laughs> Um, this woman walks by, you pay her yeah, buy some no-nuts. three Thanks. copper, um, and you guys get five no-nuts. I love no-nuts. They're not free. Uh, they're not free. <laughs> they are. So you guys have this small paper bag full of no-nuts. Um, you <laughs> hand them over to Brigitte. Brigitte, they taste incredible. You First of all, you you guys, <laughs> thank you for those noises. Um, you guys don't eat a lot of bread necessarily. I mean... Just because of the nature of the Gorgonzola is wolfing it down. This stuff is not good for your digestive system. <laughs> White flour is basically like glue for your stomach. <laughs> You're just nodding. You've, again. But you, they're good. They're good. I don't think it's going to hurt me. <laughs> has lived a keto lifestyle her entire life, basically. Paleo just forever. Absolute paleo. And this is tastes about to like the, sap, the, first time. the sap of the Veridontes. I Guys, I can handle this. It's true, and it tastes delicious. It's some, it's a few are like it's a little bit spicy too. It's kind of like mm. when they make the mango in the subway with like the with the spices and the lime. Mm-hmm. Um, what God. is that called? I don't know. Oh, tahin is the name tahin of the spice. Tahin is yeah. the spice. Yeah. Um, as you're enjoying your donuts, at the next stop, the doors open and this man runs in. This, this human man, crazed look in his eyes. He goes, I love no nuts. Um, he runs over and snatches several bags and begins no. to sprint away. This um, hey. gnome, stop, stop, stop. Uh, I probably just look at him and go, tough break, lady. I'll, I'll pay for the no nuts. That's very kind of you. Um, he took about 20 coppers worth. All right. to be honest usually i would run after him but i kind of got somewhere to be i understand i appreciate that i mean the money does wonders i can make more money the profit is what i need exactly yeah Yeah, so thank you so much no problem um the train continues on you see this woman moves on to the next car i I look at the undercover cops (laughs) sitting two benches away from us not gonna do anything about that you see the guard raises the newspaper (laughs) higher in front of their face Um, and you guys continue. Why would you ask on. that man randomly if he would do something? I'll tell you later. You guys, mm. zoom that man down. looks suspicious and feels uncomfortable for me. You see how close cropped his hair is? Mm-hmm. Take note of that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yep, not wrong. Uh, <laughs> you see the the cold glint in his eyes. <laughs> you see the fact that he's not this actually man. reading the newspaper instead of looking at everyone <laughs> on the train. 
<laughs> oh man. Um, so you guys continue on uh, without interruption. There's a few delays, so your trip ends up being from instead of being like a thirty minute kind of subway, it ends up being kind of forty five, close to I'm an licking hour. The no nuts bag. Um, you're licking the no nuts bag. <laughs> Um, um Gorgonzola is secretly so happy that we have the day until we can like you know assuming that we'll probably wait till the cover of night to go yeah. try and break break out Moss Peace Willow because Gorgonzola is like this girl's stomach is gonna be tore up She's the first time I had a no nut absolutely <laughs> destroyed my I inside. blew up I was inside the drunken Drake's bathroom for like three <laughs> hours people job. were rioting outside the line <laughs> out the door um, excuse me this door is locked this door is locked can, can you... someone unlock it please do you have the key I'm in here I'm in here okay that person had no nuts uh, give him a break give him a few hours um so you, that was that was the encounter you guys faced that fun <laughs> enough that would have been really sucky if you had no money like yeah you would have had to chase that guy down so yeah um, had to had to but moral dilemma moral dilemma but thankfully you paid her off um i guess i could have like tripped them we would have <laughs> rolled initiative the moment you showed interest um you guys the the subway ends up slowing down to a stop at the final station of the sprawl um you guys exit and follow up the stairs, entering into the streets. Uh, again, this is the first time Brigid has been here. Brigid, this environment is much, much worse than anything you've seen. Um, the, the, the gold mine was uh, pretty impressive. The worship was a little smelly. This is a trash heap. The, the roads are not well kept. Welcome to where I live. <laughs> this is a very interesting realm. You see that there are lots of displaced realm. folks. Realm. Yes, you're in a whole new world right now. Um, there's lots of different people roaming around, mostly working class. There are some people who um, are clearly displaced without home, um, living in the various kind of side streets. Um, there's also a higher, like, there's much more diversity here in terms of the different species. It's There are lots of humans still. This is a primarily human city, but you do actually see more half-orcs. You see, you see um, halflings. Um, a few dragonborn, some tabaxi. Like it's it's a much more varied crowd, and you get the feeling that these inner districts are kind of being a little bit more exclusive, pricing out people, um, especially people who had previously lived in the city. Perhaps here's where all the refuse and the ruckus live. And uh, big hint: the really good food is here. This is gonna be the best trip after I get my uncle. <laughs> It's all overpriced prêt à mangers in the inner city. Oh my god, delicious! <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, so you guys head to the Drunken Drake, and inside you see Barley is already hard at work. There are some people getting here on an early lunch break. Um, she smiles at you guys. Oh, welcome back. Um, nice to meet you, madam. Can I get you anything? Barley, this is my friend Brigid. Nice to meet you, Brigid. Oh, welcome sorry. to Did the Drunken Drake. Did you want to give her a fake name? Uh. I will. I was. I was thinking about. Hi, it. nice to meet you. No, Winks at uh, you. it's okay. You don't have to do. My name is Brigid. I bow deeply when I meet someone oh, new, nice and then I get you. nervous and anxious about the fact that I forgot to bow deeply when I met Marfin, and I feel bad about it for the rest of the day. Oh no! <laughs> you see a very concerned look come over Brigid's face. Are you face. okay? Uh, I'm fine. I I'm okay. It's nice to meet you. It's it's nice to meet you too. You uh, have to bow to people. 
it's okay. Oh, that yeah, that's it's. I mean, when you very come kind. into someone's, I'm bowing now. When you oh, come into okay, someone's house, I'll bow house, as well. I um, bow too. All right, you, guys <laughs> bow, you all bow for a good, good two minutes. Show respect. Um, uh, can I get you anything while you're here? Are you just heading upstairs, or do you want a drink? Do um, you have any vegetables? Yeah, I mean, I put vegetables in the dumplings, so I could. Do you just want vegetables? Oh, the dumplings. That's right. This is the drunken Drake. My mm-hmm. my mother says that your dumplings are amazing. I'm happy to hear we have a fan. Well, uh, yeah, I can. Um, I can give you a spread if you want. A flight. Yeah, a flight of dumplings. Oh, I'll take a dumpling. I'm flight. looking at Barley, nodding with my eyes very wide and mouthing, <laughs> cut the grease. <laughs> She looks at light, you. Light on the processed garbage, okay? <laughs> I'll do the best I can, but it is an essential piece. Um, oh, what's, who's that? <laughs> oh, oh, hey. Uh, flying down from the rafters. I put you my see arm Al, out as uh, if to, to get a peregrine falcon. falcon. Uh, and he obliges landing on there. Um, this beautiful golden alehouse drake. Um, he looks at you. Hey, uh, buy me a drink. Don't buy him a drink. He oh, gets come them on. for free. Oh, come on. He lives here. The place is named after him. Yeah, don't listen You're the drunken drink? Uh, you know, drunk is a you, strong word. sir, you won't fool me. Uh, okay. I, I go like, I lift my arm and say, fly the way. <laughs> Does not. Um, he falls on the ground. And clearly falls on the ground immediately. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, Barley told me you were cut off. <laughs> Barley doesn't control my life. I, I've, I've lived longer than Barley has made beer. And Barley shoots him a look. You're officially cut off. I'm not giving you anything for the rest of the day. You guys are delightful. Okay, so I'm uh, just a, sp- a flight of dumplings. Um, that'll just be um, give me ten silver for it. Okay, welcome, welcome oh, to no, the city. No, let me get this for you. I appreciate all your help so far, and I paid for it. Okay. Um, you put down a gold because that's how much you have on hand. I'll take one. <laughs> okay. Do you? You know what? I'm gonna give you some change, honey. Um, and you see, she goes into the register, Violet. pulls out ninety <laughs> silver, and passes it back to you in a little pile. So after a few moments, like you see, uh, Barley actually continues to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, it's, think of it kind of, as I've described it, it's kind of a long, um, longer bar than it is wide. So she's standing behind the bar and there's like a window that might lead to a kitchen of sorts. Yeah. Um, and she remains there kind of working with other customers. And you hear, you see in a, in a moment, both of you give me perception checks. 10. 10. Mm, 17. Um, you don't notice this, Zola, but you, Brigid, notice that the tray is not lifted up by someone behind the bar. It, it magically floats up and lands on the counter, um, like on, on that little window. Um, she turns, like takes it, was it invisible? as if something invisible or as if it floated itself. Like it lands up there. She turns as if knowing that it was already there, turns, grabs it and puts it in front of you. Um, that's just a spread of everything on the menu, honey. Wow, These ones over here that? are vegetables. So if you're not eating any sort of, you know, meat or dairy, the, just avoid these four on the right. I, I'd like to try them all. My mom says great things. Go for it. They're delicious. I can vouch. I've made them and eaten them my whole life. They're amazing. Eat them slow. Oh, slow. Very slow. I've filling. already eaten two by the time they get <laughs> It looks back and there's two, one in each cheek like you're storing them for winter. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know what? Or eating fast. This is really good. Gorgonzola's got really... two in her mouth, too. <laughs> Slides the key to this the bathroom really on the good. counter towards <laughs> uh, I got to go help other customers, but if you need anything, just flag me down, okay? Thanks, How did babe. you do that with the thing? Uh, she heads <laughs> off and starts working. Um, you guys have some time. I'm going to say well, you guys can hang here, have a meal, sort of, so to speak. There's... I asked a little, like, so wait, was, it, was that trade magical? Is she allowed to cast? That trade? 
oh, did she do magic? The tray floated up by itself. Oh, yeah. Like barley, a mage hand or something. Barley is, uh, she's got some skills, but yes, like I was telling you, um, an unauthorized caster. I think a little bit easier to get away with it in areas like this one mm. where, where um, it, just think the more gold you see and the more men with close cropped haircuts, the less you should be casting. Yeah, they that know makes... better than to come out here. You see Al back in the rafters, has gotten a beer somehow and is eating a, dum- a dumpling. That's funny because there were six here the other week, Al. <laughs> <laughs> they got what came to them, didn't they, though? I had an accident. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys I have, sip. You I have sip the lunchtime. Uh, is there anything that Zola would like to tell Brigitte? Now, would be, if there's like a recap that you think Zola would be giving this would be the time and you could say what you omit if you'd rather do that probably um describing to you how I met Smite uh and so telling you um that I came to the city um that I got into some trouble with the law um that uh Smite helps people who uh, no more magic than the city wants them to know. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably don't tell Brigid uh, about any kind of shard. Right. Not out of, oh, I don't trust this person, but just Gorgonzola is worried about Limburger reaching out to whoever knows about him. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're in a pretty public place. It makes sense pr- not to be like, place. also, I'm carrying like a magic bomb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, little intense. I've got my magic pocket fascist. <laughs> um, but then I probably like lean over, you know, after we've had a beer or something, and I'm like, Listen, some people have been have been disappeared, and I think it's kind of the government doesn't really want us to exist. And I fill fill you in on the socio political situation of the city. Mm. They took my uncle. I can fucking feel it. Yeah, the fact mm-hmm. that they are also um, kidnapping goblins and. Yeah, so yeah. I fill you in on the current political climate. So, and this is all this news is so to bring more, it. This is so much more intense than I imagined this errand for my mom to be. You guys really don't get any kind of like, you don't get newspapers delivered or I'm, anything? I mean, we're so we're so far south that mm-hmm. a lot of times I'm just in my own bubble of not realizing what's outside of my community. And Is there strife in your community? Like, is there stuff going there on is. like this there? There is, there is, but it's it's stuff that seems normal but maybe after so much so many times of it happening it becomes normalized yeah as the keeper of the all fire i'm responsible for you know laying low trees to make way for new growth Mm -hmm. and be responsible in facilitating the growth of my community and my forest and my jungle rather that's your earring yeah that's why i was gifted this but these rotten trees and very overgrown with diseased mm-hmm. roots have been affecting our people and and hurting people and hurting themselves. Oh. It's very disturbing, but after you deal with it so many times, it just becomes more normal, I guess. I wouldn't be surprised if it was tied into what's going on here. I've heard that the Empire's kind of into um, deforestation as a whole. Really? Yeah. One thing, actually, that Brigid would know, and this isn't something that, like, is really being kept tabs on, but if, I mean, we don't have a map out right now, but if you look at a map of Emeralia, the border of the Empire kind of cuts off with, like, a little peninsula leading into the Mara Mara, and then the jungle, like, pretty much covers that whole area. 
that area of sea is patrolled heavily by people who are not at all affiliated by the empire. Like we're mm. talking, if we're talking pirates, that's where the pirates are. Mm -hmm. So the empire not only struggles to get to the jungles itself because of that, right. but then the jungle itself, as you would know, is filled with its own kind of problems that can definitely hinder them. So though they've made attempts just like how the ouroboros mountains in the north have really stalled them mm -hmm. the jungle and the actual like the <laughs> the people who live in that bear that area of um the land and water do not take kindly to them oh okay, yes. okay so it's it's a combination of of those two things and i think also that brigid would know that what's happening with the rotting and stuff like that the twisted the blights the things that are plaguing your community it's something that you guys have been dealing with for quite some time um it's definitely something that could be linked to the land and linked to something bigger but you there's a reason why you guys were so unfamiliar with the empire and it's because the land itself like it's bites them. To them yes mm -hmm. like they're okay. they're looking for the means to get to where you are but they just can't right now yeah or maybe not or maybe <laughs> whatever i just said fuck it <laughs> but maybe so you just sorry. have like um yeah, sometimes, like fungus gnats yeah they're have it's you tried spraying them with neem oil i set them on fire oh, 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 oh <laughs> yeah i set them on fire and then when that doesn't work i, I try and heal them <laughs> um listen i'm pretty new to this uh i've only been doing it for like you know 50 years or so oh. so how old are you i'm 68 Nice. Yeah, my birthday's coming up. Nice. I'll be. I'll be we 69. wait. A, there's a large beat of silence as everyone says, "Nice" in the bar. Um, you guys have a bunch of lousy eavesdroppers. <laughs> what can we say? We love a did good story. Guys, did you guys want to listen? I can pull my chair out. No, and make no. Oh, okay. <laughs> Al's like shaking his head, just like I'm throwing beers at people's heads, <laughs> getting well, rowdy. Uh, you guys spend oh, cool. quite some I do time that too. <laughs> bar fight. All right, Wanna everyone, roll initiative. <laughs> <laughs> um, Barley comes out. Please, please don't throw beers. I don't know if they do that where you're yeah, from. No problem. I thought we were playing. Uh, you know what? Another. You know, we'll play tonight. How about that? Tonight, you guys can come down. You will have some drinks. We'll have some fun. Okay, we'll play some games. Sounds great. Great. You guys spend some time there you kind of recap um as much of the story as you feel like is necessary you probably you don't bring up the shard you i omit the crown stuff. i omit the shard do you omit the only model i do probably uh tell brigid that like um there were people who disappeared in my town too and i got them back i don't go into the whole thing but i'm like someone was holding people under my town wow. and uh and I figured it out, and I got him home safe. So that's why I have so much confidence that I'm going to be able to help you. Wow, you did that by yourself? No, actually. There's a long <laughs> pause as um, <laughs> you, the two of you <laughs> sit with the situation that clearly someone did help, but they are not there now. No, it wasn't. But I'm alone now. But now I have you, and I have Smite, and Barley, and still in. Still in a stomach full of dumplings looks absolutely hey, in pain. How'd you get one of those? <laughs> Just a huge, like a wet burp from oh. this poor rat. <laughs> Runs to the bathroom. Are you okay? <laughs> He's a fae. some sort of magical creature. I don't know why that's happening. Um, how uh, You guys spend probably a few hours there. I'm going to say that unless there's anything else you want to do today, you guys could just have like hung out at the restaurant and like shot the shit and talked about stuff. Yeah, but, but at some point, I probably get to know each other. Yeah, brought you up to my room maybe and like 
uh, you want to go back to my room? You want to go upstairs? Um, Um, (laughs) No, just went went back there to like get my stuff together. Maybe like take like a short rest before. I'm like, Mm -hmm. hey, you want to like grab a nap before we go on some whole long like journey? You've been traveling. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, you guys Uh, taking a little nap. (laughs) I I was actually wondering, you know, if we're gonna be here for a while, like maybe I should grab my own room. Oh, yeah. Like just you know because if we're gonna be looking for my uncle you know i i hope we find him today but yeah whatever you're don't, comfortable with you can crash on my floor if you want barley won't care why don't i crash net here for now and and i'll sort a room out uh, a little bit later yeah and also i'm sure if if we're really pressed for a place to stay we could also ask the temple if we can you know yeah you can sleep there at night yeah it might be nice to sleep in some moss yeah i can um I shake my I shake shake some shit out of the bottom of my bag like dark leaves and like dirt. It's just stuff that happened to get picked up over the course this, of this adventure. This should be something. Yeah, uh, this makes you feel comfortable. <laughs> uh, you guys um, head up to the room. You take some time. Take a little take a little rest. Eventually, night begins to come. And you would gather that Smite is probably um, more available now. As you know, he he doesn't really sleep, but if he were to be unavailable, it's during the daytime, much like a bat. Okay. Not that he's Batman. Nobody say that in the comments. I go, um, he's definitely not (laughs) Batman. He's definitely not Batman. Batman and him have nothing in common. Um, I, yeah, I walk over and I give him, I throw a crock at his door. Oh, wait, why did, Is that the sound of a crock at my door? Who the fuck threw that? This is how, oh. I, this is how I wake him up. Every time, Zola. Just knock. He knock loves normally. me. I do knock. I knock with my shoe. What, <sighs> a, what an interesting voice. Um, Opens the door slightly. <laughs> fuck. Who's she? <laughs> she draws his blade. She's cool. She's Wait, cool. <laughs> Sorry. I don't get a lot of visitors. She's the weapon. The yeah, names. he doesn't have any friends. Hold on one second. Closes the door. Um, there's, here's some rummaging. Um, I, as, he, as he closes the door, Zola says, he doesn't have any friends. I go. Uh, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Uh, the door slams shut. There's a few moments and then uh, the door opens and you see um, he was, by the way, he's always, almost always wearing his outfit unless he goes outdoors. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was, he's wearing this like dark has, leather. Like, loungewear. It's like loungewear too for him. <laughs> um, blue skims. and black, almost like leather. <laughs> kind of tight clothing he has this cape that is like hanging up right now but he has now pulled over the white mask carrying the symbol of mistra the blue eight-pointed star with a circle through it wow what can i uh do for you the name's land scorcher i like your outfit thanks you're pretty cool too what's your name my name's brigid nice to meet you brigid what's your name again yeah what was your name again (laughs) yeah my name's brigid nice to meet you brigid uh, what's the deal, Zola? Gorgon's all kind of insight check. Why did that just get so tense? Get, give me an insight check, and you can give me one too, Brigid. I've been, I've been waiting to meet this guy named Lance Gorger because I feel like he's the only one in the city I have anything in common with. Besides the red hair of Zola. Five, one. Five from me, not one from your girlfriend. Like you're plus eight. That's a nine. That's so funny. Like I'm Lance Scorcher. Like, I just, I'm just excited to meet him, and he, <laughs> that's why I'm like, wow, it's really nice to meet you. Yeah. First, and you guys both read him. Unreadable. This man is a mystery. And what secrets does he hold? He's clearly got it all together, and all right. he absolutely 
uh, is just, you know, so reserved, too cool, almost aloof. Aloof. I don't know what's going on here, but... What? Nothing. (laughs) Says my friend Brigid. Um, Listen, I think that they fucking took her uncle, who's Moss Peace Willow of the Temple of the Wild. Fuck. Are you uh, serious? Yes. And here's another uh, big update for you, is that I think I know where they're keeping everyone. Get in here. He slams open the door. Does any of this look right? He's like pointing to all the things on the walls. Does anything. I really thought I was onto something, but now that you. Does it confirm anything? Kinda. This. If this. If you squint and you see the wire, the string go to a different page, then it's all right. Excellent work. (laughs) That was worth it. Now, tell me. What do you know? So where did I, did I get any inkling of where underground Moss Peace Willow was? Like under district or? In terms of visually, like you saw, from what you saw from Marfin, is like he basically put his hands on that globe. Mm-hmm. It produced that outward kind of zoomed in, Zoom and zoomed in hands. That's a little home joke for you guys. Um, you um, you basically saw it zoom in and then like in the same way if you scroll too quick on Google Maps, it just Go blurs. So it just like, it looked like he hit the city and just blurred. And then he told you it looked like it just went straight down directly below like the center of the city. I think I think they're loud and proud right in the middle of the city, but deep underground. Like I zoomed and enhanced so far. Again. Yeah. Seems God like it. Damn it. And the but fact at least that it was kinda, right under our noses. We kinda know what to expect this time, right? Fuck. <laughs> Rip something off. <laughs> at the least wall. we have advantage on all of our survival checks this time, right? I don't you spoke static, but I think that we're at least gonna be a little bit better equipped for the journey. Okay. Uh, Do you want to come with, by the way? Fuck yeah. I thought you'd never ask. I waited for you <laughs> to say kidding. this entire thing for you to say that. Oh, you're coming? I like, am. What was your I name won't again? <laughs> I feel like I'm getting nagged here. Am I getting nagged? Is this nagging? I'm I don't get out of I'm excited to have a friend. We high five each other. <laughs> what the hell? What's going on here? <laughs> Just kidding. We desperately need your help. Okay. Thank God, because I was a little nervous there that you were going to disinvite me. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm just, you know, I'm I'm a little distressed because I I lost my uncle, and, and honestly, this feels like the only way uh, to save him right now, the only lead I have. So I'm I'm covering up my my deep sadness with high fives. Yes. Also, Brigid is deeply sad. Also, I'm going to say that we need to not leave for like another half an hour because we're about to have some huge BMs. That is information. Yep. Okay, so this is a very small we room. room. We hit I the absolutely flight. need you I to leave. I told you to crack the window. I can't crack the window. I broke the lock. I found out this morning when you asked me to do it. Uh, good lord, it freaks in here. I leave behind oh, a fucking. No, get out! Fuck! <laughs> Jesus! Blame Barley. <laughs> blame barley at this point it's it's again sundown it has passed um the gas <laughs> the, has passed, passed. the gas has passed mm-hmm. um the two of you in the bathroom <laughs> taking i use my second one <laughs> I, use my, I use my relentless I endurance you guys both you guys you both hear me, take... yell from, you hear, me yell. <laughs> hear me yell from the bathroom it was worth it <laughs> oh wow god you think that 
<laughs> Most people might disagree with you. I but usually think that wasn't worth it. It's truly, this is the experience of someone who's never gotten to try it before. <laughs> so, um, you guys spend a little time. Um, you head back to your room at some point. You guys like do a little prep work. Both of you give me perception checks. Mm. Is this something that Stilton could help me at all with? Uh, yeah, actually, totally. Oh, sick. 27. 27. Jesus. Why don't I get to <laughs> ready, babe. 19. 19 and a 27. So you actually both clock this. Um, when you guys went down to go take your massive BMs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> naturally. Weird naturally. that our listeners voted this le- their least favorite episode. Yeah. <laughs> Why would they do that? I looked at the <laughs> analytics for this episode. We Our whole audience stopped halfway <laughs> through. <laughs> Jesus. That's so funny because you can see the drop off. Yeah, you actually can. <laughs> uh, so we're watching you guys as you listen to us. All right. Um, so you guys, uh, after you take your massive BMs, um, you... Kind this of is have, our dragon pussy. This is our dragon pussy. Yeah. You guys sit in your. You like have to. <laughs> after you have a massive VM like that, you obviously have to do a little lay down. Yeah, so we take a lay. You take a lay. You guys kind of like um, lounge there for a bit as this like the sun has gone down. The night sky is is finally taken over, and you guys see the flickering kind of street lights. These arcane balls of light trapped in these glass um, stone pillars. And those are the globules that come out every night. Mm, I've heard of these globules. And they have no other name. Nods. Uh, and you get the <laughs> you get a, a little voice in your mind, Zola, that's like, globules is the best word to describe these. So I agree. Um, you, that's not someone's voice. It's so weird. <laughs> weird that it just cut in like that. Um, so while you guys were saying that, you, when you went down to do your massive BM, it was a little quiet. You know what I mean? It wasn't the most crowded night, which is a little surprising because it's a Thursday. But mm-hmm. nothing, too, nothing concerning. Huh. Hey. Good days, bad days. There's this thing in Aurelia called Thirsty Thursday. Mm. And I just, you'd think that there'd be more people downstairs. Because usually people are uh, extra thirsty on Thursday. Yeah. Uh, and as you're curse. kind of. I'm like, yeah, I'm nodding, I'm nodding my head like, mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I'll fucking get this. <laughs> curse over Brigid- our land. We are all parched on Thursday. <laughs> and Brigitte, who, they don't follow a fucking calendar <laughs> I'll this say, Thursday down there. <laughs> it's go, just a I regular outside, day to day. I open the door outside and I look up and I say, well, hopefully the rains will come soon. The rains usually come once a day where I'm from. It might not rain today. Well, then I guess we will all remain thirsty. Brigitte, you take 10 psychic damage as this <laughs> incredible move. Um, so, yeah, you guys like think that you're like, oh, it was a little quiet when we went down there. And as you finish up your, your little rest, the little <laughs> short rest you guys take, it's even quieter. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> that is... It sounds like how it sounds before there's a big storm interesting it sounds maybe calm. i should check on barley real quick just in case because um i am contractually obligated to be held responsible if something happens to the bar you must protect this house yes that's how i feel also with my with my tribe this is kind of my controlled burn yeah that's a good parallel <laughs> Um, so Zola, you you rise, you um, exit out your tiny room. Yeah, I'd um, like to kind of peek down the stairs, see if I s- can hear anything. You sneak to the you like. Are, are you going slowly or quietly or whatever? Yeah, I think probably just like go to the landing and maybe like stick my head. I don't know if I could maybe see if I see like shoes or something. Okay, I, I peek my head out and like go closer to Landscorcher's door, just getting ready to like knock on it in case something happens. Okay, um, you kind of these stairs are kind of one of those. It's 
one set down landing another set down okay. to the actual floor. Right. So you peer over, kind of looking down to see if you see anything. All the lights are out. Normally, the globules of light that Barley would have floating through would be illuminating the space. Nothing. Something's wrong. Um, it's So it's really dark down there? It's it, like, I mean, you both have dark vision, so it's not a problem visually. But all the lights are out. But you're I like, knock, there's... I like gently knock on Lance Gorcher's door. I softly call Barley's name. Um, you knock on the door. Um, the door opens. Like it's like one knock. As the second knock goes, the door opens. Yes, what is it? Shh. Shh. Looks over to you. I crook a finger. Still is having the the mask on. You call down to Barley. No response. I run down. Zola is so scared. <laughs> you bolt down the stairs. Um, again, the first thing you notice. Is I actually hop over the railing. You wow. Give me an athletics check. Okay. <laughs> it's it's more it's than more 10 fun. feet, so I just want to make sure you don't take any damage. Not 20. Yes. You <laughs> so funny. Avengers theme, you three-point land on the ground and look <laughs> up. And as you look up, first thing you notice again is that it's very dark here. Mm-hmm. And the only light seems to be glistening off of these slick kind of tables from the outside, like the flickering street lamps. That's the only kind of illumination. The tables are slick. Yeah, like just, they were washed down? In the, in the sense that it was, you know, after a day, some spills kind of stuff. Not, okay, not, okay. not like it's not been cleaned it's and closed. It's not been closed down. Oh, no, no, no. It's like the bar was suddenly just emptied. As someone who closes a, a, <laughs> like, a oh, so cafe frequently, up. I was like, oh, so it's sanitized? It's just quite, oh, so it's okay. Everything's okay. The chairs aren't on, okay. top, of the chairs on top. top of the two tops? They are not Does on top like of the two tops. The fridge doors are wiped out? The fridge doors are not wiped out. Oh, it's going to get sticky. You see. Smelly. Between you and the glass windows that line the front of this establishment you see seven figures silhouetted with your dark vision and the dim light from outside you can make out five humanoids um humans and dark elves in slick black leather uniforms branded with the white single smiley face on their helms hands on the hilts of their short swords hand crossbows drawn the sixth figure is a little bit more muscular. It looks to be a drow as well, but drows like elves are a little bit shorter than humans, a little bit more like agile. This guy's built. And you see the seventh figure is Barley. She is being pinned to the wall by this muscular figure. You see in the dark, there's blood trickling down onto the floor below. Below her on the ground is Al, unconscious. <gasps> no. Um, and... As you end, like land down, three-point landing, and look up, this figure who's pinning Barley turns to you, these bright, piercing red eyes filled with a deep, unsettling-looking fury. I mouth, sorry, we're closed. He drops Barley as she tumbles to the ground, unconscious. You look closely, you see he has that kind of bluish charcoal skin that is it's actually glowing slightly red from his eyes. And you notice there is a scar tracing from the left corner of his mouth down to his chin and neck. The rest is clearly hidden by a cascade of white hair that like falls all the way over to his collarbone. Um, he's wearing this kind of almost like black plate mail with that's like spiked. It looks he is clearly a higher ranking individual. And he... So he's a drow? He is a drow. Okay, okay. And he looks at you. I'm looking for Gorgonzola. Who's calling? 
When Plebo told me that a farm girl from nowhere took down Brazala and stole from the organization, I laughed him off. When he told me the same farm girl attacked him below the Mara Emara, I thought he was delusional. But when he came crying that he had now seen this same farm girl here in the capital, I had to come see it for myself. He is pretty funny when he cries, huh? Hilarious. Do I hear this? You do hear this. And Zola, this voice sounds familiar. This is a voice you've heard twice before. This is the voice that you heard in Brazala's Tower mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and in Lord Craven's mansion. This is the voice. Mm-hmm. They take a step over Barley's body, hand over the crown, and I'll consider sparing you. Unfortunately, don't even have the crown anymore. Stupid farm girl like me. Lose stuff easy. Brigid, would you mind bringing one of those potions over to our friend there, the proprietor of the shop who knows truly nothing about this situation? I come bounding down the stairs. An elf. Hmm. I put on my hands and I walk towards Barley's body. Yeah, as you approach, his hand is already on the hilt of this large sword. Um, I wouldn't do that if I were you. And he turns back to you, Zola. She has seen you. And once she has you in her sights, you will never escape. I need you both to roll initiative. Ooh. 14. Dirty 20. The moment he says that, Brigid, you recognize you've seen threats before. Mm-hmm. This isn't going to go down nicely. No. You're up first. What would you like to do? I summon Pyre. You watch as casting forward, there's a f- blossoming as flame. I pull it from my earring, like kind of just around my, wave my hand around my earring and it, the flame grows bigger and bigger until it turns into a gorgeous fire beast similar to like nine tails yeah it's got like a big big controlled burn huh controlled burn um you that is your bonus action i believe no that's my action that's your action all right you have a bonus action if there's anything you want to do it yeah it does take its turn immediately after mine can i command it to use fiery teleportation to grab barley and like pick her up by the neck and move her the spirit in each willing creature of your choice within five feet of it teleport up to 15 feet to an unoccupied space you can see each creature within five feet of the space that the spirit left must succeed on a deck saving throw or take 1d6 plus three fire damage okay so i want to pick her up because you just stepped over her Positive and have pyre put her somewhere safe behind the bar in a streak of flame pyre leaps forward kind of slithering almost underneath the table it's like diving down as a flame and then bursting up back as this like fox nine tails creature landing right in front of him you see he goes oh what and as he's reacting pyre bites onto the clothing and there's a torrent of flame where are you sending pyre pyre drops her off behind the bar and there's 15 feet of movement so she, does she have enough to pick her up put her down maybe just stay there or come back to me 100 percent, yeah so i would say that like between you and this draft figure was about like 15 feet of movement so she ran up 
grabbed, teleported, which avoids opportunity attack, and then has the rest of the movement to essentially run back down the par bar. Um, that being and said, then, everyone rolls dex saves, correct? Yeah. Okay, so DC that is- 16 dex saves. Make six Me dex. too. Um, no, luckily, actually, what's the range? Everyone within five feet, I believe you said. Yeah, five so, feet of the space that the spirit left. Must so you're all good. Yeah. Okay. Um, everyone but this larger main figure fails their save. Just absolutely shocked by something, this burst of flame that scorches all of them. You hear several drow and like humans just like, oh God, what the, oh my God, what the fuck is this? What did you roll for damage? Four. Four damage, okay. <laughs> all of them take four damage. Every little bit counts. Every little bit counts. And hey, um, some of these are probably weenies. And does anyone take half, is it a half damage scenario? I don't think so. So anyone who saves doesn't take it. So this main drow manages to like spin out of the way, pushing back between a number of the other more unsuspecting lower guards. Um, as they look up, these flames scorch against them. You see some of them are already patting them out. They're uh, does, not. Does Lance Scorcher see this? Um, Lance Scorcher has not arrived yet. They're they're hurt. Um, he, I'm gonna say that since it doesn't say anything, no damage to this other individual as he dodges backwards. You'll have to do better than that. Um, it is now going to be his turn. Um, he is going to rush forward. Since he has identified Gorgonzola, he is going straight for her. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He runs forward, drawing the scimitar and flailing out in almost a blur that you can't even see. It slices at you twice. It's a nat 20 and a natural 19. All right, I'll shield so that the 19 misses, right? Or um, no, if that's not his natural 19, oh, so sick. plus, yeah, it's Tell me. far <laughs> higher. Um, All right. Oh, so, good. <laughs> I got um 82 hit points now, though, because I took another level in fighter. Hell yeah. Oh, that's right. You take eight slashing damage as he cuts into you. Um, kind of, it, you um, you feel it sink into your shoulder as you try and slide out of the way. Oh, that's um, my bad shoulder. And as it hits your bad shoulder, you feel a surge of this horrid, like sickly feeling. You take, oh Jesus. Oh, don't say that. 18 additional poison damage. Okay. Um, that is his turn as a bonus action. He points to one of the drow and he goes, what are you waiting for? Um, and they're going to take a swing at you, Brigid. That's a nat 20. They only deal 10 points of slashing damage. No poison on that. Um, that is his turn. Now it is going to be Zola's turn. Okay. One, did Barley seem hurt or unconscious? Unconscious. Clearly okay. this individual came in gravely injured her um, looking for you. I call up. Land Scorcher, Barley's behind the bar. Think she might need some assistance. No response. Okay. That's concerning. <laughs> Fuck. Um, if there's no response, then I... I misty step behind the bar. Okay. Using your once a day astral step, you disappear in space and reappear behind the bar. Very, uh, you did not know that this individual could cast Brigid. You watch as they, like your fire spirit, disappear in a burst of energy and reappear behind the bar. Uh, I would like to, I guess, try and stabilize Barley if I 
um, if you guys would like, you guys had so much downtime. It would make sense if you that we split up potions. the potions. Yeah. So if you have okay. anything, yeah, I'll s I stick a potion in her mouth, cartoon just style, <laughs> just <laughs> boom. Um, you can roll. I think it might be. Did you get greater? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I believe it's four d four plus four. Okay. Um, I can give you some d four. Thank you. There's one of these is sharper than the others. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully that'll be the good one. Eleven hit points she gets back. All right. Oh fuck me. Hi, I'm not gonna let your bar get burnt down, but just stay back here, okay? You better fucking not. <laughs> um That's my action. I will use my action surge. Alright, action surge. You turn back to this force. You see I these drawers struggling to still <laughs> recover. The bar. <laughs> uh, I uh look at him and say, Poison tower playing it, huh? And I would like to uh use my uh, action to coat my sword in some of the poison that I got from Trick. Okay, which one are you coating? Um, I think it's called Oil of Taggett or something. Yes. Okay, right. so... That is a very dangerous poison. <laughs> Looks at you nervously, still on your shoulder, just like... <laughs> Be careful when you hold that. That'll yeah. be your action to apply it to your blade, which by the way, in terms of sickness, we watch as Zola pulling from the bag of holding this this massive fucking great sword. <laughs> longer you, than me. Longer than her. You watch as it <laughs> scrapes against the ceiling as it is <laughs> wielded. You hear probably go, that's coming out of your deposit. Um, <laughs> then um, you, as it's coming out, you <laughs> lather it in this um, oil that is, it's slick and kind of viscous to the touch suddenly both of you see out of the corner of your eyes something just like a flash of movement from outside the bar um suddenly the doors burst open and you see land scorcher blade drawn and glowing stay away from my pseudo mom he loves to make an entrance <laughs> he really does um he is going I, to i explained to Brigid that he's talking about barley not me <laughs> oh I was i'm like... his pseudo sister oh okay. that's a pseudo mom um, i was like I don't know what I gotta set myself into just now. <laughs> what the fuck is what this family? What the hell is going <laughs> on? What's the dynamic here? Where do I fit in? You watch as he rushes forward, slicing into one of the weaker looking drow with his long sword. It's glowing with radiant energy and there's a <laughs> flash of radiant light. He's just gonna burn a first level spell to do an additional 2d8 damage. A natural 17 plus seven to hit. You watch as this drow flings up their scimitar in order to block, looking to parry it, but Smite just slides under it, cutting straight into them. Deals, oof, a one on the damage die. He does seven damage to this guy. He looks super injured. And then there's a blast of radiant light. It's another seven, another one. So that's eight total, enough to finish this guy. There's a Splash of light. You all shield your eyes, and when you look back, there is nothing but a smoldering pile of ash where this little drow once was. Um, there are now two drow left, two humanoids left, and then the larger figure. So, okay, that is his turn. He is going to smite, rather, is mm -hmm. going to bonus action Valve Enmity so. on the big guy. It is now the Omni Malum's turn. So, you watch as two of them rush toward Brigid, one humanoid rushes towards Pyre, and the last um, one is going to go towards you, Zola. 
First one on you, Zola. Definitely misses. Natural five. You swing. You easily just like just knock the sword out of the air, I basically. Kick him in his chest. Oh, I right blue. Um, he stumbles back. I live here, and you're running up my fucking security deposit. <laughs> natural nineteen and natural twenty on Brigid. Um, oh fuck me. Um, um, then I roll one more for, and then a fourteen plus a few to get Pyre. What's Pyre's AC? Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay, that is gonna hit takes five damage and as he slices in you see just like snarls and flares with flame angrily um now it is going to um roll the damage on you oh so bad actually um seven uh um, slashing on the crit seven on the regular hit that's how poorly the crit rolled um so 14 total on you and misusal. So that is all their turn. You see these two humanoids lash out at you. Um, they look to just be like regular folk from your look on it. Just two humans that you've like, that are just wearing this black armor. What's your guys deal? The eye sees all. Uh, <laughs> um, oh God. Okay. God, you guys need to get a better message. Um, <laughs> that is their turn. We are going to now Barley. Barley is, uh, this is actually a fun little thing. Barley could have been down this whole fight. Barley is not down. Barley anymore. is not down, and she's probably pissed. And Barley is fucking mad. You see that she <laughs> Barley's re- probably fucking brawlic, bro. Barley is fucking brawlic as hell, bro. You watch as she reaches behind the bar and is going to hold her action. <sighs> this isn't gonna be good for the bar. I need everyone to back up. Um, that's what she's saying on her turn, mm-hmm. um, and she is holding her action. Back to the top of the order, we are at Brigitte. Okay, I'm gonna cast Scorching Ray. Ooh, baby! So I create three rays of fire from my hands, two in one and one in the other, and I hurl them at targets within range. I can hurl them uh, one target or several. I'm gonna do the two humanoids and the drow. Okay. I'm gonna make a ranged spell attack for each ray. On a hit, the target takes 2d6 fire damage. All right, I'll roll your attacks. One on d20. Uh, D6, please. Oh, D6. 21 to hit. 21 hits. Roll all your attacks first, yeah. Nine damage. Nine damage on the first, okay. Oh, that's a nat 20. Nat 20. Fuck yeah. Double your damage. Oh, yeah? So, yeah, so can first, I do the same damage, or should I do it again? You're going to roll it again, but before, let's roll the last attack, see okay, if you cool. hit. So that one, that one's the two humans have been hit for sure. Last was the drow. Uh, five plus eight. 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. 13 does not hit. All right. So you watch as Brigid's eyes flare mm-hmm. and you touch upon the fire within you, Brigid, as you conjure up these three flaming spheres and <laughs> throw each. The first two strike two humans in the chest, knocking them back, flames erupting on them. The third, the drow manages to slide and duck underneath one of the tables nearby. The first one you hit looks very, very hurt. Now let's roll that crit damage on the second. It's getting kind of hot in here, guys. Careful with the fires! You want to crack a window, Lance Scorcher? (laughs) Um, In the heat of battle, he stops and goes, Look, I told you I broke the wind. Uh, Nothing, Barley! And Barley's like, What the fuck, Tuesday? Nine on the first one, 17 on the second. You throw this bolt and you watch as crashes into this human. He goes, "Ah, ah, ah." Wilhelm scream, classic stumbles backwards, falls on the ground, screaming, trying to pat himself out. Expires, dead. So that is two enemies down, um, but you still have your bonus action. So I do back up and I command Pyre to uh, do Flame Seed. So this is a ranged weapon attack, plus eight to hit. Who are you firing on? Uh, the, the drow. The one that looked, the yeah, one you the missed. the one that dodged, yeah. Okay, yep, go ahead and roll your attack. What? 
What, are you going to have your fucking fire dog spit on me? Bullshit! You will never stand a chance against the eye. 26 to hit. Fuck! <laughs> yep, that hits. <laughs> so six in total. Six in total. Um, he is looking hurt. Pyre leans back and shoots out these little be these little motes of flame, kind of like the ember attack in Pokemon. They and then burst in little like pops of fire, hitting into this drow, igniting some of his armor on fire. He's hurt. He's very hurt. And then, do you want Pyre to move? Because right now, Pyre is kind of between you and them, near the bar. Yeah. So that is your turn. It is now this drow's turn. You see, he's very frustrated with the current scenario. Frustrated with the current scenario, huh? I'm very frustrated. Um, you see, he pulls out, along with his scimitar, he didn't bring it out before, but it looks like he believes you guys are a little bit more of a threat. He pulls out a whip as well. Mm. Um, with his, That's bad. With his first two attacks, he's going for you, Zola, since you are still there. Yep, um, still here. First two attacks, natural 17, natural 16. That's plus Eight, so 25 is the higher one, and 24 is, 24 is the lower. Okay, both hit. I can't shield that can't high. Shield I that can high. only shield to 21. Low damage, low damage. Low damage. If I can just, if this poison knocks out the creature for 24 hours, if I can just hit him once with it, he's not a problem anymore. Yeah, it would be so fucking crazy for that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> you, That's what the oil of Taggart does. We're going to tie Elliot. this motherfucker up. Um, Let's tag this bitch. <laughs> um, that We're is, about to be deaded. That is a total of 17 damage to you. Okay. And then you take an additional an additional poison. 10 poison damage. Okay. All right. With his third attack... He is going what? to, um, he didn't use it last time because he literally missed, he really truly underestimated you guys. He whips out and you see he strikes for uh, smite. He's just okay. going to, yeah. Um, <laughs> you see, it looks, let me just quickly check. It looks almost like it's going to hit it, but you watch as smite quickly like dodges underneath the blade and uses his metal hand to catch the whip and throw it off. Um, that is his turn um he is going to as a bonus action he looks to the drow who dodged get up fight um and that one is gonna jump up and attack you zola was that compel duel no it it's it's uh, i can't tell you um i love that you know the spells um and totally misses on the attack just absolutely with these travel rolling so fucking bad i kick him again in the chest oh fuck <laughs> stop god you said they were weak this is a nice establishment fuck this place and fuck you it's thirsty thursday you're yeah. really fucking with the business model uh, i'm thirsty for blood <laughs> and you see the main guy's like we don't that's not the thing you this guy's he's a little over the top Ugh. it's actually zola's turn yes um so zola currently the scenario at hand two already dead one looking incredibly hurt two others looking hurt from that initial fire blast but raring to go this main guy unscathed yeah i'm looking at him I'm like have taken a good amount of damage like two-thirds of my hit points mm. um and i'm panting with my sword dripping caustic poison into the floorboards <laughs> just thinking about how fucked i am when renovation time comes you're paying for that i'd love to do this whole song and dance with you but before i really ruin your day with my sword here 
just had one quick question. What did you say your name was again? I didn't say my name. Why would you phrase it like that? I attack. <laughs> I was like, as soon as I realized I didn't know this guy's name, oh I was God. like, fuck you. Um, I attack this, this body, asshole. this body of the disembodied voice. <laughs> the, the disembodied voice finally has a Who body. Who is now embodied. The embodied voice. <laughs> the embodied voice. voice. All right. All right, you can roll. You get. You're gonna roll two attacks. Yep. Um, Fuck. First one does not hit. That's an eleven. That does not hit. Second one. Come on, baby. Nat twenty. Oh, yes. you fucking serious? That's right. I'm so Keegan, fucking serious. What's the total for that, by the way? Twenty nine. Mm-hmm. Can't parry it. That hits. Yeah. Um, what's the save? Oh yeah, shit. Wait, first, can I do my fun crit damage before I knock oh, him unconscious? Oh, 100. Yeah, roll your damage. And it's then, more fun. And then too. we'll talk out the actual mechanics of the oil of Taggett. Yeah, An right. absolute clutch move. You watch Brigitte as Zola swings forward with her mighty blade, and for a moment, there's a glimmer of sort of greenish energy. You're not quite sure. It's almost like flames. It's almost, it's something, and it's not even truly there, but it, as it carves through space, it almost picks up momentum. Can I do a perception check to see if I've like ever seen something like this before? Give me a history check. And can I have three more d6 if you have any? Um, here you go. It would be four, but because I'm a half-orc baby, I get one extra. Oh, such a cool fucking trait. Mm-hmm. Savage attacks. 18. 18. With an 18, this rings, you you don't know a lot about orc kind, but this is one of the few things you learn from your like father figure, Blue, who was an orc himself. You recognize that is the magic that orcs typically wield. It is something that's reminiscent of their heritage. It is something that's deeply tied. It's not similar to the magic you've seen that druids use. It's almost inherently tied to their bloodline. Um, and, uh, what was your total damage for that crit? Get to re-roll this one. Fuck yeah. 22 damage. Okay. I need a DC 13 constitution saving throw, or he will become poisoned for 24 hours and unconscious. Jesus Christ. Okay. I will roll this in front of you guys. Fuck yeah. Because it is just too big for me. And I know that, I mean, I don't fake rolls here, but I think that for the drama of it, you should see. And I um, will say that this is um, the only time that the poison is potent. Yes. Once it, it's touched, it is no longer potent. So exactly. this is my shot. I am not throwing away my shot. He gets a plus six to this. Shit. So, so what does he need to get? Seven, so seven or higher. Or seven or higher. Two. That's <gasps> a nap fucking one. I'm not throwing away, away my shot. I'm not throwing away my shot. Ooh, can I say that like <laughs> I um so I take my sword and I whip it around him in a way that gives him such thin lacerations that he doesn't even realize at first that like poison is seeping into his system. He looks at you. <sighs> you missed. How do you feel? Last chance to tell me your name. He doesn't respond because he is frozen. He is <laughs> unconscious standing there, just absolutely immobilized. I poke his chest with my finger so that he falls to the ground. He falls backwards onto the ground. And yeah. I will bonus action second wind and get some of my health back. Okay. And I will also bonus action sneer at all of his men. <laughs> bonus action sneer? Give me an intimidation check. Sick. 
Nine. Nine. Still a teen. <laughs> Still a teen. If he takes damage, he come becomes unconscious. So I probably look at Brigid and Smite and am like, don't touch him. Yeah, you see, and as you're saying that, you see Smite was already gearing up to like stab down into him, having cast, having used his divine. Leave him be. To, <laughs> about enemy, and he goes, oh, and as he, he transfers his swing, he's just going to do like a chaotic strike at the the injured looking guy. Um, I took back 10 of my hit points from second one, by the way. So I'm at 39 now. Excellent. Um, And Smite indeed hits. And his bare minimum damage would kill the person who was injured so dearly by the Scorching Ray. So this guy's like, ah, patting out flames. He looks up as Smite carelessly hacks outward, trying to not swing. <laughs> <laughs> on this big man, and he just, huh, decapitated. Um, blood sprays all over the bar. And you see- Farley, we're gonna need a deep clean. And as you see these drow turn, like this is all happening so fast. So these drow and the remaining like one human are basically kind of like, uh, 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 like we're here for, we have to do the mission. We're here for mm-hmm. the mission. And so before they too- can react, you watch as Barley leaps up with a bottle that it's if it would almost be a Molotov cocktail, um, but instead of fire, you see this arcane like like flickering coming out of it, and she goes, "Get down!" and tosses it. Can I try and <laughs> kick it with my foot and kick it away from the big guy? Give me an athletics check. Okay. You would have to because of where she's throwing it because she didn't really see, again she was ducking behind the bar yeah, as you commanded yeah. that. You're gonna have you're kind of hitting it to swing it away towards the glass windows essentially yeah. because obviously I feel bad wasting a Molotov cocktail but better to have this guy unconscious than to have to whittle down all his hit points. Twenty one. DC twenty. If you hadn't, this would have been much different. Yeah. You, as this bottle exploded on my leg or something. Slow motion, you like alley you grab it and fling it towards the glass window. Swing it around my back. I'll explain later. Um, and you watch as it there's a blast of this arcane cold energy. We've just replaced those windows. All of and here's the thing, it actually doesn't shatter the windows, Mm. but ice and frost covers the entire like front half of the Mm. store. All of the tables now coated in thick ice. It is not going to hit him. Mm -hmm. It is going to hit one of the two other figures who was kind of in the background, the one who is injured and mechanically cannot survive this. As the the frost clears, you see that there is a statue of one of the humans just frozen in place. Um, I'm gonna roll that deck save for Smite. he does not pass. Mm. I'm gonna have to roll damage on him. Violet's gonna be really fucked up if you kill Smite right now. <laughs> Technically, she would be killing Smite because this was her. The no, that's what I said. Barley, oh. this is gonna be really fucked up if oh. you kill Smite right now. <laughs> I thought you said Barley's gonna be real fucked up if you kill Smite. <laughs> Smite is not down, but he is very hurt. Okay. You see, um, he's like. Fuck, that's cold. Fuck. Just like shaking off um, ice. You might have to take a nap before we get your uncle. Fuck. Um, That is her turn. It is now the Omni Malum's turn. Um, Barley froze Mistra. uh, (laughs) That's an interesting theory. Um, (laughs) It was Barley all along. It was Barley all along. I can't believe you did this, Barley. (laughs) Um, You guys are like, this is all happening so fast. You Mm -hmm. see these. These drow look panicked. Only, only two remain. One is um, humans frozen. Human is frozen. Two drow left. You see one of them looks at the other. 
We must get Laura Keown out of here and cast darkness. Nope. <laughs> to which Barley is going to counterspell. Oh. Um, you watch as this magical darkness begins to form in um, this drow's hand as it fizzles out. But then the other drow, instead of using their action to attack, is going to cast darkness, use their darkness. Right. So one blocked attacks avoided. Um, that is their turn. There is now this magical blackness that fills the space. None of you can see. Dark vision aside, this mm -hmm. is just pitch black. It's as if someone turned out the lights on you. Um, that is their turn. It is now Barley's turn. Fuck. What happened? You have Where a remote we? lock or something? Fuck. No, what the fuck's that? Fuck. <laughs> um, this is not going well. Um, she's going to hold her turn. Um, back to the top, it's Brigid. Brigid, right now the situation is there. In front of you, like I will say this, Pyre and you are kind of towards the back of the bar right now. In front of you, you cannot see beyond like this big, essentially this pitch black wall in front of you. It's like this smoky blackness. In there, you know Zola's in there. You know this figure who you just saw f like literally freeze in place and then fall to the ground. You know he's in there, but you don't know where. Pyre hmm. looks to you, um, flames in her eyes, looks back to the darkness. <sighs> Can you jump in there? Can you, can you find him? Pull him out? Without hurting him? Shrugs. <laughs> Do it. Leaps in. The wildfire spirit does not have any sort of like blind, blind vision or anything. Yeah. But essentially this would be, it's being like, if you ask me, I'll go in and I'll try and contest them dragging him away. You, you have enough insight, just an awareness of the situation. These people were here for an item. The item is not here. Mm -hmm. They have no reason to fight for the death. And they're, their boss is unconscious. And their boss is fucking unconscious. They're gonna leave and they're gonna try and take him with. So if you want Pyre's like, I can do that if you want to focus like your energy on something else. I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. When my turn happened, I did not tell Stilton to do anything. Mm -hmm. Would it be possible for me to do something or no? Since my turn has passed. So as long as it's not something that would redact something of a previous turn you're like let's say you're like i want him to do this now then it's okay so okay. what would you yeah, like no. him to do um i um take tiny rat stilton out of my pocket i say stilton i need you to be so brave the bravest you've ever been i need you to go try and get into lord achillian's pocket and stay there and hide and listen to whatever you can and try and remember where you go. If you can remember a smell, if you can remember a sound, anything. Just try and stay in his pocket and and I'll, I'll resummon you, I promise, okay? Um, you, you watch so <laughs> still in scampers onto the counter. I shed a single tear. <laughs> you you hear with your elven ears, you hear some whispering and you do make out that conversation with your high passive perception. Um, jumps into the darkness. We'll see what happens. I messed him already. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, Brigid. It is now your turn. Okay. I cast Entangle and try to entangle the two drow. Fuck yeah. Um, you pick a point within range and um, you can't see this, but you... I knew where they were right before they yeah, did Yeah, and I'm going to like... Yes, it's a sphere of darkness that might like block most of the space, but... I'm going to say that... A 20-foot point within range is somewhere between like, them and them grabbing him. It's in front of me. I literally yeah. saw it less than six seconds ago. So, 
you will not damage him. So by the language of the poison, he will not come. Untangle's just a restricted, it's right? Restrained. Just restrained. Mm -hmm. So you yeah. don't have to worry about that. He has to take that. damage to, to come back alive, which I'm hoping that. <laughs> no one will hurt him slash know that. Yeah. I mean, um, why would they know that? Why would they They don't know what you fucking him. did. Yeah. yeah. Um, literally, they just saw your, their boss go like, huh, you missed. And then fall to the <laughs> ground. <laughs> Um, so everyone, um, you can't see this Zola in this darkness. You're like looking around. It's just absolutely, it's as if you are unconscious. And for a moment you think like, fuck, did I just black out? Um, they roll what's, what's the save? It's a strength save. Strength. strength. Okay. First one, natural 15. Um, they get a plus one to strength. So that first one passes. Natural 14. That's a 15. Second one fails. So you hear one go like, Oh, fuck. And, and you, Zola, here, like, as you toss Stilton forward, you hear the boards begin to crack um, as these, oh. these fucking roots crawl out and begin to wrap <laughs> themselves around. Lord Akion automatically fails, is restrained because he cannot do anything right mm -hmm. now. One of the two drow you hear, ah, get them off me, get them off me. And the other goes... You fucking idiot! It's just roots. Just what are you doing? Um, <laughs> um, that is just roots. Um, <laughs> yeah. They know not what they speak of. Pyre looks to you, and you get a sense these people must burn. Um, that is your turn. <laughs> um, Lorakia can't go. Um, it is now Zola's turn. Zola, um, you have sent sent Stilton forward. Stilton is doing his best to do what he needs to do. What would you like to do? Sick. Currently, again, pitch blackness right now around you. So any attacks you make will be with disadvantage. Yes. Okay, for sure. Let me just review my situation. Mm. I'll dispel magic on the darkness. Okay. Um, bum, 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 darkness bum, bum. is only a level two spell. So mm, I'll do third level. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, magic, you yeah. don't even have to like roll. You, I step forward into the darkness, and then a second later, you see my sword just bright green cutting through magical darkness, slicing it up. <laughs> it's like it's so fucking anime. You see, like, is it in the shape of a Z? <laughs> this is Zoro. <laughs> Zoro. Zola. Zoro. Zola. Um, and then this the darkness disappears. You see one of the drow was like looping his arms under Lord Akion as he's but he's currently like wrapped in these vines. The other one is like standing there bound um almost like a mummy made of vines struggling to get free. They both look at you. Oh, fuck, this is, this is supposed to be an easy job. Full retreat, full retreat. Um, that is your turn. Yeah, I can't do anything else. Smite, severely injured. He's mad also. Oh, wait, did, did Pyre go? Pyre, you had commanded him to try and grapple against. So let's do, um, let's do an athletics check, contested, all right? You'll just use your strength score for the creature. It should be, have its little stat block. Plus zero. All right, plus one. Ooh. That's a 10. Natural 18 plus one. So Pyre doesn't successfully like knock this being out of the way, but like 
immediately pounces forward on top of Lorakion and like his it doesn't hurt him but as he lands there's smoke from her paws scorching into the floorboards and this drow like kind of shoves her back a little bit and like gets a hand and has his scimitar out looking to cut through the vines that have come up that is that whole sitch um smite <laughs> smite runs and he is going to he's going to rush over to you zola put a hand on your shoulder he's gonna lay on hands give you 15 health points there's a there's an arcane whitish blue glow a rec the recognizable one that you've seen before from his healing channeling mistress energy to give you some health back thank you um al might need some of that too because i'm Bar barley's gonna be pissed if we kill our pet that's my next move um it's technically not his next move his, ne <laughs> his next move is he's going to cast shield of faith on brigid Brigid, you see that, like, as you're standing there, you watch all this go down. Zola's standing there as the darkness has cleared, and you see this kind of sparkling, silvery blue mist form around you. Smite looks at you and gives you a little wink. You gotta stay safe. Thanks. That is his turn. Shield of Faith basically gives you a plus two to your AC. The two of you share uh, a strange glance. He's looking at you through his mask once again, by the way. <laughs> I think that Brigid just thinks he's being nice. <laughs> um, and that is going to be his turn. It is now the drow's turn. Now, um, I believe that they are the one who is entangled. He can roll strength. He uses action to escape, I believe. Does he roll another strength save or does he get just to like action. action to get out? You see, he's like struggling to get his blade out of its sheath <laughs> and like hack into it. What is this? Why are there fucking roots here? They didn't warn us about some sort of weird druid girl. <laughs> the creature restrained by the plants can use its action to make a strength check against your spell save DC, ah. which is 16. There we go. So you make a strength check. Natural 17. You see, ah, bursts from that. How about that, the other guy? That is his action. So he really, you know, he can't do anything else. You see, he's, he's looking to make his movement towards the door. The other um, guy wasn't entangled. other guy wasn't entangled. Oh, so he right. is, he is, oh, fuck me. Uh, he's going to use his action to try and rip Lord Akion out of the roots because he wants to get the fuck out of there. Mm -hmm. um, natural 18. He the roots rip as he begins to pull and drag his movement is halved because this is difficult terrain so he is only able to move like 15 feet you watch as he and this other um drow who's like now standing in front of him scimitar out um they're like backing towards the door do not follow us stay away oh um, no we're definitely not following good i'll take your word for it uh, um, they begin to pull out. Um, that is their turn, though. They do not successfully, like, get him out of the bar, considering they both essentially had to use their fucking action to do, just to get away from some damn roots. Mm -hmm. um, it is now Barley's turn. Barley, um, she is going to pop up and hurt these fools. You see, she looks up at one of the drow. You know, I was a little... I wasn't very hospitable when you came in. How about a cold one? And she raises a hand Sick. and oh, is going to cast Ray of Frost. Sick burn. Whoa. Um, on the Sick one. Sick freezer burn. Sick freezer burn. Natural 16 plus 7. That is going to hit. Um, this guy takes. <laughs> she, he looks up. What? And then a blast of frozen air hits him. And when it clears, another statue stands dead. Um, one drow left. He's got his arms hooked under Lodakion. <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> um, that is her turn. Now we are back to Brigid. Brigid, 
You guys have easily handled this situation. Smite is literally behind, like near this guy as he's trying to exit. You know that like if the moment he tries to leave, Smite, Smite's gonna take him down. You and Pyre are working perfectly. Zola has absolutely destroyed any sort of fucking effects that these guys have. Can I say something to Brigitte and Landscorcher? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Might be a good idea to let this puny guy go. You know, let's let's keep Lord of Killing. He's not can. worth our time. But could be good to uh See where this guy goes. I'm he, leaving. He's not worth our time. He's such a freaking loser. Look wow. at him. Wow. Tiny loser baby can't bitch even boy. Take down a bunch of teens. Betty can't even carry his boss all the way home. You are being incredibly rude. You know, there's some honor in battle. You don't have to be such an ass. Leave. Okay. Bring it is your turn if there's anything you want to do. He still has his arms under Lord Akion. If we kill the drow, then we just have this like we just have big guy. Could be good too. Could yeah. be good to like tie him down and and what's it called him like interrogate him. Interrogate him. Yeah. But like, what if after it wears off, he just like overpowers us and just misty steps away? I'm leaving, and I'm taking him with me. <laughs> He's slowly dragging through the vines. Up to you, girls. Your uncle. <laughs> Sometimes you have to play the long game. I want to run over to Smite and just uh, kind of like uh, soccer mom him from doing anything and cast Cure Wounds. Oh, uh, wow. Uh, what does your Cure Wounds look like? Like fire? Is it like healing flame? Like yeah, it looks, it's like uh, my hand turns into fire and if that, oh fire, that fire turns blue oh, and like, cool. and like calm. Goes from being like, <sighs> to like, a cool like a Bunsen flame. burner. Yeah. And I just uh, put my hand on Lance Gorchard, like shoulder, but like almost a little bit like here. Kind of like a little bit above his chest? Yeah, a little bit above the heart. You pre As you press there, this guy's fucking cut. He's, this guy is fucking really, really cut. Yeah, that's the hardest fucking chest you've ever touched in your goddamn life. Um, <laughs> um, that's okay, cool. Um, Good for him. Uh, as you're doing this, uh, he steadies himself. Sick flames. Flames. That's your style? That's what I'm... Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. the keeper of the all-fire. That's what you're saying? Yeah. That, I'm just saying it's sick. It's really fucking cool. Thanks. Thanks for the healing. Cool. We're nailing this interaction, I think. <laughs> I don't get out a lot, but this feels like a normal conversation. That's 12. Uh, it's 2d8 plus 5. 12, so 17 uh, healing. Oh baby, that's really, really good for him. <laughs> wow, that's wow, that's fucking good stuff. Damn. Smite, you want to cut this fucker down? <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, uh, ten plus seven, that's a seventeen. Um, yep. <laughs> he uh, adds this guy's backing up. Nobody fuck, and then <laughs> cuts his head off. The head tumbles and blood. <laughs> sprays against uh the glass windows freezing instantly against the frost that is already there just like red splotches fucking sick barley you got a we're close sign or something yeah yeah i, I got a we're close i'm sign. sorry about Fuck those me. vines i i wasn't thinking <sighs> i can help as the dust sort of settles mm -hmm. you watch Barley surveys the scene. I um, run right to Al. Yeah, you you run to Al, and Smite already like rushes over as well. Casts cure wounds, brings Al back up. Okay, It'd be so fucked up if you're like he failed all his death saves while saves. you guys fought. Yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Actually, guys were busy. for fun. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> no! 
Um, no, he was just not. It was kind of like a slammed against the oh, wall, they, unconscious. They KO'd yeah, him. Yeah, they KO'd him. Yeah. Um, so you guys survey the scene. You see Barley looks around at the damage, the ice covering everything, the splatter of blood. Wow! Right before the charcuterie festival, this is not a good fucking right look. Right before Thirsty Thursday rush. Yeah, we're gonna get this place cleaned up real fast. I definitely have some um, quick links that can help. Cleaning montage begins now. <laughs> All right. Well, hold on. Let me just get some extra help. Can um, I? She casts. She pulls out a board. A, literally just picks up a board that had been shattered from this fight. Places it in front of her and does like a cat's cradle thing with some string as she mutters some arcane language. Oh. And then there's like a like a burst of air you don't visually see anything but then all of a sudden you watch as certain items unseen servants start to get picked up (laughs) as this unseen servant starts moving around and helping out oh my gosh this is great can i run out to the front and see if um anyone is watching the drunken drake like is is there anyone on the street are there any guards is there anyone you run out to the front give me a perception check five can stilton help me Stilton is not there. Can I follow? Okay. Can I follow um, and also do a perception check? Sure, yeah. I'm calling for Stilton. Stilton, Stilton. you can come out of the pocket. Oh God! Wow. Eleven. Smite, oh, come you're... help us stake out the place. You see any guards? Fine. I guess I'll take a look as well. Natural seven. Looks we're clear. Kind of, we're kind of shook for sure. <laughs> it's definitely there's ice covering the windows and blood everywhere. I'll tell you this though, with a clear, gl- with just like a passing glance, the streets are empty in mm. the area. Something has happened here. One second. Can I try and warg into Stilton and see what I say? Because you kill. So basically, the reason why Stilton didn't help you is because yeah. he is in the pocket of Lord Akion, oh. who is laying on the ground okay. before you. So I so just see warg, dark, and I'm like, and then, great, he's indeed in a pocket. Okay, I thought maybe he would have. Okay. <laughs> Stilton truly thinking the plan is still on. He's curled up in there like, yes, fuck yeah, I accomplished my mission. I'm just going to wait, and then I'll pop out. I rescue him, and I kiss him, and I'm like, <laughs> you did so good. <laughs> you did really good. That um, plan is going to come. We're going to do it one time. Nods yeah. eagerly, <laughs> um, cuddles up on your shoulder. Uh, Pyre looks to you and like bows uh, her head, uh, gives you a little nuzzle against your hand. You feel like a warm, like, like it's almost, it's strange. It's, it's almost like touching a stove, but because of your natural like affinity for flames, it actually feels more like the, just a warm kind of, uh, more like a heating pad than anything else. I was going to say, wow, that thing must be good for cramp- for cramps. <laughs> it is good for cramps. <laughs> fucking kill me. <laughs> Cannon cramps. I'll see you motherfuckers on the afterlife. <laughs> <laughs> um, as you Catch guys... me in the karaoke bar. <laughs> <laughs> That's some afterlife fucking humor. You better sign up for it. Um, you guys begin to clean up the place. You begin to I pick leave up the, Pyre the, out. Just in case. Pyre stays out, you know, actually goes to the front and, like, is kind of on lookout. Um, you see mm. Stillen climb up on top of um, Pyre's head and is also looking around the two of them, like, two um, oscillating spotlights looking into the streets. Not to get out of cleaning, but I need to make a quick call. Okay. <laughs> on my sending stone mm-hmm. to the two Marfins magnificent ma- magical menagerie. You pull out your speaking stone. Hello, Marfin. Omni Malum, aware of crown, came to Drunken Drake to kill me. Smiley emoticon. That's two. (laughs) Smiley emoticon. Smile. (laughs) Smile. Okay. (laughs) Um, I have five words left. Mm -hmm. Um, Careful of thing 
inbox. There is a uh, pause. Uh-huh. What is that thing? Frantically sweeping. It's a cellular device. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> wow. Do you have a plan? Hi. I don't know what our plan is. You've reached Marfin's Magnificent Magical Menagerie. Thank you for your call. I am currently out of office and will respond as soon as possible. I can't tell if that was him or like some kind of automated message. <laughs> Zola responds, hello? <laughs> Hi. It's like one You've of, reached Marfin's oh wait, Magnificent before he, before he says this is Marfin's, I say, hello. And I keep screen starting. Hello. Hello. Like one this of those voicemails Mar- that really get you where yeah. they're like, hey. I'm not the phone ring. Um, you, stupid. you leave this message, you get the sense that he'll be able to respond to this, yeah, strangely. he's probably asleep. He's probably yeah. asleep or handling one of his many other stores. Mm-hmm. Or um, dead. Or dead. Or dead. Um, so you give that call. You guys begin to pick up the mess here, sorting through the debris and the slow melting frost, both of you wondering just what you've gotten yourself into. And that is where we'll end our session today. Oh, baby. Can you believe I thought my incredibly hard fight would go differently? (laughs) Find out on The Afterlife. Um, (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. Thank you especially to our Eldritch patrons who will get to hear me rant and rave about how I got whomped so badly. (laughs) Fully whomped. My bell got fucking wrong. I'm seeing seeing Tweety Birds around my goddamn head right now. Um, thank you thank you again for listening. Thank you to our Eldritch patrons. Uh, if you would like to become a patron, please go to patreon.com slash try not to die pod. Um, we have so much cool shit coming out. It, as of hearing this, um, maybe not as of hearing this, but definitely within a week of hearing this, there will be some incredible bonus content coming out. Mm-hmm. And the, I, I'm mentally doing some math here. I believe this is coming out at the end of May, this episode. Yes. So very, very soon there will be some awesome fucking content so sign the hell up baby yeah we're gonna be doing some live streams i think on our patreon mm-hmm. soon we're, we got set up for that um so yeah finally we could do that without <laughs> do it correctly yeah, without going on instagram live like hey guys <laughs> we fucked up what up um so if you want if you want to hang out with us um it's really fun we love talking to our fans love talking to our listeners yeah um on twitter on instagram and stuff like message me it's me it's me on the instagram it's me on the twitter if you want to talk about the show message me i love it when people do that and, and, I, send me and their we love getting the stuff. screenshots of people's reactions and mm-hmm. things they say i kid you not it is the absolute highlight of my life hands they you guys can see this but i am tracing of my <laughs> life in the air to get comments to see you guys interact with us literally anything um Feel free to send us some DMs. Even if it's that you hate it. Yeah, get constructive criticism. We've asked for it before. <laughs> yeah. We'll love it. Um, so, yes, thank you. Uh, do we have any other plugs? I think like, you... remind me in the DMs how I forgot that anywhere Pyre moves uh, caused damage to people. Oh, whoa. Or it, it, we have a bond where after I do fire damage, I'm supposed to get fucking healing yeah. or oh, do more damage. Shit. Well, guess what? Turn into the afterlife next where we talk maybe. about <laughs> all the fucking things we we're going to have next time. how much faster I could have Womped Noah and did not. <laughs> we'll do the math there. Um, you know, follow us on all the socials. Yeah, try not to die pod. Um, Sorry, what was that name again? If you have anything you would like to plug, especially maybe your name, because apparently no one Tell can fucking remember anything. Um, please, you know, hit us up. Um, I'm gonna give a little. I'm gonna give a little shout out 
to Infinity Train. Awesome TV show, animated series. It's on HBO Max right now. Obviously not the most accessible service for Fun. everyone. I but just got HBO Max. Fucking check it out. It is one of the most beautiful, incredible series I've ever seen. I'll give you guys C. C. my Rose login. just did some art about Infinity Train, I think. Oh, cool. Yes, yes, yes. Um, it is... Unfortunately, the show got canceled because Cartoon Network was like, is this for kids? Is this for adults? I don't know. And I don't care. So, <sighs> but, you know, there's been there's been a big rallying cry. It's for, rallying all, it's for cry. people of all ages. It's for people of all ages. And there's been a big rallying cry to get people to kind of watch. I don't know if that's still happening necessarily, but I'm hey, check it, out. check it out. Totally worth it. Other than that, thank you to again to our special guest, Ashley Goodwin. Love you so much, baby. Angel. Absolute angel. Tune into the afterlife for the extra commentary. And until next time. Try not to die. All hail our eldritch patrons. Especially Anita, Becca B, Becca M, Colleen, Eclair, Emily, Jacob, James, Kate, Lucy, May, Nicole, Paige, Patrick, Roni, and of course, our producer daddy, Rose Evelyn Campbell. We thank you for these podcasting powers and promise to raise hell in your names. Till next time, try not to die. Thank you.